everyone. Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, you gotta wonder what was missing from someone's childhood that as an adult, they take, they always pick out one holiday to just take way too seriously. And whether it's Halloween and they go for like professional costume fittings and they spend five, six, seven, couple grand on their costume or the people that for Thanksgiving they have a meal that goodness Arabian sheiks would have paid millions for I mean a, a meal that is just over the top two turkeys a huge ham a brisket a, a Chippendale long you know beautiful buffet table for people to eat on it it just boggles the mind Christmas some people just go apeshit over Christmas in a way that frightens. It's scary. You don't want to take your kids by. You want them to see the house, but you want them to like keep the doors locked and keep the windows rolled up. Because you never know when these savages will turn on you and all of a sudden the lights aren't good enough. They're trying to like, you know, it, it's walking dead not time. And yet there is a neighborhood over by my house. They call it Sleepy Hollow. It's in Southern California. In an area... I don't know if it's Riviera Village or not, but it's over by there. And they call it Sleepy Hollow. And it's about a... Well, it's kind of like a loop of streets. Probably about four streets altogether. And these are expensive homes. Good-sized ones. They're not the, the like, $8 million homes of Southern California, but they're, like, a million-dollar home. $1.5 million home. $2 million home. That type. And they go all out. They actually have traffic. The city of Torrance brings in off-duty cops to direct traffic because it's just so packed. And people go Christmas caroling, and sometimes there's hot chocolate. And But these houses are spending several thousand dollars a year, more if you factor in all the electricity. And it's just a little bit odd. You know, it's like somebody who doesn't have kids, but they're involved in a lot of kids' sports and charities and activities. And it's like, that's good. They're a great person. But in the back of your head is that little creepy thought. And you got to wonder if that's what the the excessive holiday people are like. It's like, okay, what happened in your past that damaged you just enough that you have to have this? I actually had a coworker once that from the day after Thanksgiving to... I think it's mid to, to end of January. They have so much Christmas stuff going on. They have two, possibly three storage units filled with stuff. You know, 500,000 lights that they will put up. Inflatables. Uh, mannequins. Huge six-foot-tall letters that are going to be you know put up on the house that say Merry Christmas. I mean, it's just amazing, but this is their life. This is what they're into. And I wish... There's part of me that looks at it and tries to figure out what's wrong with them, and then there's part of me that's kind of envious. Because if you've ever walked by, just to take this to the extreme, if you've ever walked by that crazy guy sitting outside the Starbucks, you usually smell him before you see him, but he's like, doing something like just whipping his hand back and forth and looking at it 
Don't you wish something was that way for you? Like that was so fascinating. It just took all your focus and all your time. And it, you have to admire that. Even in its insanity, you have to admire it and go, you know what? Doesn't look too bad to me. Because there's to have something that's just complete bliss in your life that makes you happy is a nice thing, crazy or not. So if you throw all that together, both the good parts, the bad parts, the shitty parts, the great parts of the holidays, not to pick on any one holiday in particular, but throw it all together and you have today's episode. Enjoy your holidays, but if I have to clean it up, I'll just throw it away. On today's Caffeinated Humor. You know, there's a certain circle of hell for the people that get a little too into their holidays. One holiday in particular always seems to come back up in my memory and reminds me of last year at Halloween. I was standing on the strand in Southern California in Hermosa, which is one of the more high-end beach cities. And I was just standing there for a moment, just thinking, well, Halloween is over, people. I'm all for being festive. Don't think for a moment I'm not. But there is a limit. Now, at the time, Halloween had been over for about a week and a half, and yet some ways, it's still there. Mainly because the extreme Halloween people have yet to clean up their shit. Now, I have discussed extreme Halloween people in previous podcasts. These are the people, these are the houses of people who go way over the top when it comes to the scariest of all holidays. Logic would seem to dictate that if you spend several days goring and bloodying up the exterior of your home for Halloween, you would schedule some time, fairly soon after All Hallows' Eve, in which to put all your crap back into boxes for next year. And then there's this guy. As I said, I'm on the Strand. It's a a bike path right up against the beach in Hermosa Beach, California. It's like like several million-dollar homes... Bike path, sand. It is the dividing line that separates the sand from... It is some of the most expensive real estate on the planet. I actually, a childhood acquaintance of mine, had a double-sized lot that his grandfather, I think grandfather, bought at turn of the century. And they built this massive house. It was just an old rickety... Not even rickety. It's just an old house. It's massive. And... It sold for like $12 million. But that was a double-sized lot. So if you split it up into two, two $6 million lots, and that's nothing to sneeze at. But then, this guy. The house is exquisite. There's no question. It's Tuscan overtones with a serious amount of money and attention put into rustic aging of the stone. And I've been by this particular house at night, uh both before and after the remodel, because it was a several-million-dollar house before they sank another several million into the remodel, complete with mood lighting at night. It's stunning. Now, Halloween having been recently, on the beach-facing side is a 10-foot spider from tip to tip. It sits on cottony-looking webs with a series of mood lighting, Uh, strung below middle of the day does you no good however I've seen it at night it's terrifying now around the other side of the house because it's kind of on 
a little walkway to the main street. So it's a, it's a corner house. They have another identical spider. And sitting below it, with a gory machete over its head, is an evil clown ghost. So imagine your standard low-end white sheep ghost, but instead of the rounded head with two eye holes, there is an evil clown mask and a mannequin arm coming out the side, drenched in blood with a machete. It's like, oh, I didn't have enough nightmares. Thank you. That's, uh, that's pretty nasty. However, the creepy part is, it works really well, and I don't even like Halloween. Proper moonlighting in the middle of the night, I wouldn't go near that house if you put a gun to my head. Mainly because of the clown. I often wonder what kind of mind is demented and tortured enough to get this into Halloween or any other holiday. This guy obviously makes a great living, works his ass off all year long, trying to keep himself sane and make sure nobody knows and nobody finds out what kind of a base nut job he is. And then one night of the year, he gets to let Genie out of the bottle and get his scary freak on. However, once that dread day is over, it's the rest of us that are stuck with the visual pollution that massive spiders and evil clown ghosts provide. I mean, I sleep like shit as it is. It makes you wonder how long his Christmas lights were up because I, I wasn't paying attention. Note the use of the word Christmas. I refuse to go with generic holiday lights bullshit. You know, there's nothing more annoying than someone who insists on decorating for whatever holiday it is, but refuses to clean up promptly after themselves. You know, when it's midsummer and their Christmas lights are still up, it's kind of a, a bizarre thing. But there is nothing sadder than a brown Christmas tree sitting on the curb February 1st. Now I think I need some coffee. <laughs>